Hey everyone, welcome to the Coastal Podcast. I'm Pastor Lucas Granger and want to say thank you for listening in. May this podcast bring some light to your world today. Enjoy grace and peace. God is good and all the time. Listen, the Lord is good. And when we say the Lord is good, what we are saying is that he always, say always, he always, always works in accordance to what is right, what is true, and what is good. Amen? Amen. The goodness of God is in his nature like holiness and righteousness. He can't change it. God is so good. It is part of who he is. Listen. The standard of what is good is Jesus. Amen? The standard to what is good is God himself. And that is what we we strive to seek after. The Lord's intentions and motivations are always good towards you. They're always good towards me. He always does what's right. He always does what's right. Thank you, Lord right? The outcome of his plan is always, always good. My life, your life is proof of God's mercy. That makes him a good God. That makes him a God that we are, that is, is worthy of all that we could ever give him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Listen, a friend challenged me, um, recently, to check my heart, to make sure that I am on fire for Jesus, that I am all in. And um, how many knows that we need people like that in our lives? We need people who care enough to, to share uh, what may be good for you or, or maybe some things we don't see after times. But the challenge was posed to me, and I take challenges seriously. I want to be all in. I want my life to matter. I know you want your life to matter. We want to be something, evolve, or be a part of something bigger than just me, bigger than just you. We want to be somewhere. I want to be somewhere. I want to be a part of something that makes my space on earth a little better for someone else. I want to be a part of that. And I hope that the truth of God's word for me, in the last couple of weeks, has been so refreshing and so joyous and so uh, washing over and, and just rejuvenation comes from God's Word. So this morning, I want to share a little bit of what the Lord spoke to me in His Word concerning the challenge. And the same challenge I pose to all His people. Are we on fire for Jesus are we hotter than we were yesterday, right? When I started to ponder the challenge and started to look um, not only in meditation and worship and in all that, but in his word. And God brought, of all things to me, right away was when Jesus was talking to the church of Laodicea, right? And he said, I know that you are neither hot nor cold. I know, you know, What's in your heart? I would rather you be one or the other. Instead, you are lukewarm. And because you are lukewarm, you make me nauseous. 
He'd vomit you out. This morning is going to be some grown-up stuff for me, for you. This topic that the Lord has placed on my heart this morning is grown-up stuff. There is no plan. Straight up, Jesus brings it straight to our hearts this morning. So he says, listen, be warned. Don't be lukewarm, right? In Revelation 3, Tyle tells us this truth, right? I don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be on fire. As a matter of fact, when I check my heart and through his word, through worship, through meditation, I thank God that fire is burning, you know, and it's burning within you. The power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you is the power in which we're talking about this morning. You know what? We're going to be in Matthew this morning just for, for a little bit. Very simple message. Very true. Very powerful. How many know that if you want your life to matter, that you want to be a part of something bigger, that you want to be a part of what God is doing, there are certain mandates that Jesus gives me, gives you, gives the world, gives his people, gives his church mandates. Yeah, there's there are things that Jesus teaches us that aren't optional, right? They're not optional. And if we want to be what God has called us to be, right, if we want that, do we want that church? Do we want to be who God wants us to be? Amen. I want to be what Jesus called me to be. As flawed as I may be and as imperfect and in all the failures and all the rest of it, all I need is Jesus. I don't know. I'm desperate for him this morning. I'm desperate for him. And I pray that his church is desperate for Christ as well. Right? So we're going to jump off real quick here in Matthew. Matthew 16. Uh, if you don't have it, it'll be up on you up there. Would be my guess. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is talking. He says, he says this to his disciples. Notice. To his disciples, not just those guys and gals then and there, but to us here and now. If, if anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what does it benefit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Is anything, is anything more important than your soul? Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that your word is true. It's alive. It's active. It's speaking to our hearts by the power of your spirit that dwells in us. We are so thankful today, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your word pertains to everybody. Everybody, Lord God, can benefit from the truth of who you are and what you've given us. And today we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your mandates, for those teachings that you've given us that aren't optional. They're not optional. So God, today, give us the grace. Reveal your mercy. Help us to be called and to be what you've called us to be, Lord. We thank you that we are sealed in you. Holy Spirit, I pray your presence would be so strong within the hearts of your people this morning that it would just burst out. You know, God does, we think he does miracles, but it's just Monday, I've heard said. Lord, we thank you. Help us to be obedient to your truth. Strengthen our faith this day, we pray. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Jesus mandates, right? There's some things that we have to take to heart and follow and be and do, right? He said, love, right? It's a mandate. It's not an option. He calls us to love. He calls us to give, right? He calls us many things. He tells us to serve and to forgive. These are things that aren't optional. These aren't things that we can just push to the side. Because if we do, what will happen is we will become lukewarm if we don't follow the teaching of our Messiah. If we don't follow the clear and without option challenge that Jesus has given his disciples. Jesus told these guys, listen, you need... And let me give you the context of what we're talking about. Peter just got done. Jesus is expressing to his disciples that it is now time. Time is at hand now. It is time now for the Son of Man to suffer and die. And Peter's like, God forbid, no way, that ain't happening. And Jesus, most of us know the story. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block unto me. Then Jesus says this. If you want to be my disciple, if you want to be my disciple, you need to turn away from your way, take up your cross, and follow me, and follow me. That's our mandate. That's where we're going. That's who I want to be more like, the mandate of Jesus to deny ourselves. What is, what is really and really, if we don't get our hearts and minds around this mandate, we're going to be in a load of hurt. So it's best just to listen and obey or trust and obey. Deny yourself. What does deny yourself mean? Or to put yourself um, to die to self or to, or to put the things of our lives on display for Christ to take care of for us. In Matthew 26, here's a great example of the first part of this mandate. Jesus, you know, how do we know that this is so important? Because Jesus did it. And what Jesus does, we should do. His teaching, our rabbi, last week we heard we need to be so close to our rabbi that his dust is all over us. His teachings are what he desires for us in our heart and, and, the, and the power of what God wants to do through you and in you. Amen? Matthew 26. Greatest example of self-denial or death to self recorded in history, in my view. Verse 36. Then Jesus went to them. Sorry. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, he said. Sit here while I go over to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee, the two sons of James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed his head, face to the ground praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want the cup of suffering to be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. 
Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even an hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not be given into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open. So when he went and prayed the third time, saying the same thing, then he came back to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest, have your rest but look, the time has come. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Let or up, let be go, let, up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. Self-denial or death to self or turning away from my own ways. Simply put, right? It is the willingness to express, I'm going to go through whatever it takes along this journey with Jesus to be where he's at. Or I'm going to go wherever he goes at all consequences, even if this, this, and this happens. Even if. Galatians 5 and 24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. You know that Jesus and Luke taught his disciples. He said, if you don't, turn it around a little bit. If you don't deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. You know what he says? You cannot be my disciple. That's some grown-up stuff right there, church. Jesus is saying, listen, if you're not going to deny yourself and follow me, carry that cross and follow me, what are you doing? What's it worth? It's a requirement. It's mandatory. It's God happened. Self-denial for me, self-denial for you is renouncing self on the throne of all that is at center of my reality and allowing his and Jesus to be the center and the truth of everything. He's not just a Sunday morning Jesus. He's just not a midweek Bible study Jesus. He's a, the center of everything, Jesus, the center of our lives. If I want and we want our lives to matter and be on fire for Jesus, we got to follow his mandates. Do you know that the moment, the moment that we got saved, the moment that Jesus redeemed you, he's been calling us to self-denial self or self-crucifixion from that day forward. To the day that we see Jesus, it's going to ha happen to the day that we, we found Jesus, and it's going to happen right up to the time that we meet Jesus again face to face. We know in part by now, but one, and soon we will know fully. It's all about denying oneself. Galatians 2 and 20 says it this way, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen? This life I now live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Thank you, Lord. Someone who, who takes the, the truth of what God is teaching us this morning, those people, we, his people, we will be people who love. We will be people who walk in self, self-denial or dying to self. What that looks like, it looks like fasting. This, Jesus practiced fasting as a way. Jesus practiced giving to the poor and the needy. Jesus gave us these examples. You know, he watched in prayer. He, he even lived a modest life, not to allow the luxuries and excesses of life to, to become more than they're worth. But the most important thing, if you hear nothing else today, the most important thing for me is that when I step back from who I am and I allow God to be who he has called himself to be, I will love you better. I will esteem you better. I will encourage you better. Matter of fact, it is the basis of all Christian service, of all Christian fellowship in the church. Self-denial. In other words, it's not about me. It's not about my plan. It's not about what I have figured out. It's about what God has planned, right? Philippians 2 and 7 says this, 4 through 7. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you, which is in, your, which is in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in form of God, did not count himself equal with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even on the cross. Amen. Even on the cross. Denying ourselves means looking out for others before ourselves. Really. It's all about others. It's all about looking out for the good in others. Before I worry about the good in me. That's what Jesus is talking about. God teaches me and has been teaching me that when I freely sacrifice my time, my energy, my rights, my possessions, my status, my job, my privileges, my comfort, and even my life maybe, then I have denied myself. Then I have died to myself. Then I have stopped following my way and follow Jesus' teachings, his mandates. His ways are best, amen? He says, take up your cross. Take up your cross. Wow, what does that mean? Taking up your cross daily is an expression and a willingness to endure, to conform to the image of Jesus, whatever it takes, amen? We need to be people. I need to be a person that's all in all the time so that I can stay hot and on fire so that we can stay hot and on fire. God has given us a mission and a purpose and a plan, and there are certain mandates that if we follow, his mission will be fulfilled here on earth. Through you, how amazing is it that God would choose to use you and use me? That's crazy. That's crazy. But it comes with a mandate. Let me ask you a question. When Jesus tells me to take up my cross, you think he meant that we're supposed to go to our death on that cross like he did? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he meant. Just not figuratively. You know, not just physically. Figuratively, we are to take our old sin nature and place it on that cross daily. 
But here's the, here's the thing. We have to make sure that the death sentence that the cross represents actually is carried out. So we have that responsibility to nail it to that cross each and every day to take those weaknesses and those areas of our lives that we don't want to be seen by anybody and put them on the cross for the entire place to see, for the entire place to understand. Transformation happens at the cross. Transformation happens when we take up our, our, our own and go after Christ and take those shortcomings and nail it to the cross. So what, is, you know, what does that really look like, though? You know, I hear you. But, you know, what's that look like today? It looks like repentance. It looks like repentance. It looks like... There was a time not too long ago, maybe five years ago, that the Lord gave me a challenge. And, uh, and that challenge was to care and to love on this gentleman, this widower, um, in the last phase of his life. And... Uh, I took that challenge, and, uh, but I got to be brutally honest this morning. This, this gentleman had some struggles. He, he has gone to be with the Lord now, but he had some struggles, and one of those struggles was alcohol, and when he drank, he became very mean, and when he became very mean, whoever was in the path of that was the focus of that, and he would say and do things to me, that would make, or I shouldn't say make me, I chose. But the outcome of that would be me getting in my truck, leaving this guy's house and saying, I quit. I don't need this hassle. What are you kidding me? I don't know how many times I pulled out his driveway with that heart. And I can't tell you how many times that I would get down to the end of the road where the stop sign was, and I'd have to pull over and repent. Because, you know, you know even with self-denial and taking those cruddy places in our life and nailing them and sacrificing them and getting them out of our lives, what helped me so much in that was that I'm taking up his mercy as well. I'm taking up his grace. When I go to bury them things at the cross with concerning like this gentleman, I take his mercy, his grace. I take his forgiveness. I take all those things that, that uh, God is and we lift them up. And as I lift them up, those parts of me that are putrid, those parts of me that are not pleasing, they fall to the ground. When we, when we get rid of our plan and follow his plan, everything changes. His plan is always better than my plan. My plan always self-destructs. My plan is always selfish. My plan just ain't no good. But the mandates of Jesus that he has taught me and teaching us, that's what's good. That's what's good. So when it gets hard, remember, you're part of the kingdom of God you are showing the mercy of God. You are showing the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, the sovereignty of God even when we're obedient. You know, I said, I quit. I don't need this hassle. But the truth of it is, I needed the hassle. 
I needed the hassle. You know, when Jesus goes and does things that we don't understand, sometimes it's very challenging. Sometimes it's very challenging to follow. He says, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. But what does following me really mean? I'll give it to you in one word. Surrender. Surrender. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to surrender all. There's no other way. There's no other way. Surrender. It's a military term. It's a, it's a battle, battlefield term, you know. To surrender, you know, is to let the opposing army take control of everything from now on. Well, it works the same with God. When we surrender to God, we go where he goes. We are called to do what he wants us to do. See, he was going to this gentleman's house to care for him and love on him. But the thing was, it was through me. And who am I to change his plan? Who am I to say, I don't need this hassle? I have been bought with a price. I have been given everything I need. His mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, his love. Him. Him. The battle term. The good news is that God's plan for us is so good. And, and, and hear me, church. The more areas of our life that we surrender to God, the more room for the filling of the Holy Spirit. And the only way that we're going to be able to follow is through the filling of the Holy Spirit because it's going to get hard. It's going to get challenging. You know, God has, has, has given the truth of it is that there is no victory without surrender. To follow Jesus, we will never be able to follow Jesus until we surrender. Why? Because I don't always like where he goes. I don't always like what he does. I don't always understand it. But you know, that wasn't part of it. What's part of it is God says, here's your mandate, Jim. Don't justify it. Don't work around it. Don't find the workarounds. Jim, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me so that you don't cool down. I don't want to cool down. I want to be hotter than ever. We'll never be able to follow Jesus until we surrender. And that would pose for me some questions. What does surrender look like? What does he mean by surrender? Ask me, ask myself a couple questions. I would ask myself, am I willing to follow Jesus? Even if it means losing some close friends? Am I willing to follow Jesus if it means alienation from my family? Will I follow Jesus when I don't understand? When I lose my job because of it? Will I follow Jesus even if it ruins my reputation, whatever that's worth? The question is, are we willing? 
Jesus isn't going to necessarily make all these things happen to you if you choose to follow him. But are we willing? Are we willing to put aside our agenda, our plans, the way we think things should be done, and just be meek and allow God to be God? Surrender. There's going to come a point in every one of our lives that there's going to be a choice. And wherever Jesus is, he demands a choice. The choice is when things get difficult, will we follow? Will we deny my way? Take those weaknesses and the way I love and care for others and nail it to that cross and those weaknesses. And then we follow because I don't have, I'm bankrupt without him. The song says I'm desperate for him. The best place to be in the world is a place of desperation for him. God is so good, and I'm so not, that his mercy and his grace change everything. Not my will, but your will be done. Not my plan. Not the way I got it figured out. Not my five-year outlook. What I have today and what you have today is truly a blessing when it comes to knowing that God is with you, that God is with me. And that's all we need if we're desperate for him because he wants to give us more of him. Listen, when I submit my will to the Father's will, I become what Jesus prayed. You become what Jesus prayed. He says, me and my Father are one. I pray that you and my Father are one. We want to be hot. We want to be on fire for Jesus because some stuff is coming. Some stuff is coming. I want to get lost in the will of God. I want my will just to conform to his will and I want to live there. We want to live there because there is where the true blessings of the fullness of life takes place. Mandates of Jesus. We like the loved one. We like, you know, some of these things aren't, they're not up for discussion according to God. If you do not deny yourself, if you do not pick up your cross, if you do not follow me, you are not my disciple. I don't ever want to hear that. And I pray you don't ever want to hear that. No cooling down. No cooling down. Why is it important? Why is it important? It's important because the magnitude of the sacrifice. Because what God did for us and what God did for me and you and the world will change our very being. It'll change and refresh even our soul. Sometimes we think when we hear the altar call, or this, this part of the service, everybody knows what's coming. 
around here that go up every time something comes and you know same thing we have a waterway boats have to get under the bridge you need uh whatever that guy's called yeah whatever that he his job was twofold maintenance of the bridge mechanics and just raising that bridge and dropping that bridge so everybody can get to where they're going this day the father and the son decided to do the father decided to show his son how how to maintain this big wonderful bridge that all these trains and people go over big old gears big old gears that move that big old bridge so that that train can get over the father gets a call unexpected train coming he knows he needs to get up a few floors to pull his lever to get that bridge down. No big deal. Father runs up. He knows what he's about to do. He goes to do it. And when he starts to move the lever, he hears his son cry. Agony. He rushed down. He stopped. And he rushed down. And he looked and he saw his son entangled in the gears. But the bridge was still up. The man had to make a decision. He had to make the decision now, this very second, to drop that train. So those drop that bridge so that train can go over and everybody on that train would be saved. But the problem is it would cost his son his life at the hands of his father. So he made the decision. He dropped the bridge. Train goes by. The magnitude of the the sacrifice wasn't felt. The people on the train, they didn't even know what what that train bridge dude did. What it cost him. It's important because of the magnitude of the sacrifice. Jesus loves you and he gave himself for you. Whether you are here and are ready to surrender daily to those things that come up, or if you're here today for the very first time and you're here to say, yeah, I wanna follow this Jesus. Surrender is the only way. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. But I want you to know that God loves you and that he is a good God. And he doesn't want any of his church cooling down. Matter of fact, he's looking for all his people, all his people to live a life of surrender. To live a life of surrender. what he wants in the magnitude of the sacrifice he would have done it 
if you were the only one here, if I was the only one left, he would have sacrificed himself for me. That makes it important. That makes all the difference. So today, Jesus is saying, church, Jim, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Don't fear your weaknesses. Put your weaknesses out there. And follow me. Surrender. Surrender. There is victory in Jesus. Only when we surrender. So I don't know about you. But I know about me. And I thank God for his grace. burning hot and I'm thankful for that because I know that burning hot has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with him so by the power of the Holy Spirit by the power of his presence here this morning with all eyes open because when we deny ourselves and we take up our cross and we follow it's public it's out there people see it they know it if you're in here today, I want to pray two prayers. One prayer that we can take those struggles, that we can take those weaknesses and put them on that cross. I know I need that. I know I'm part of that. I know that I'm not exempt from that. None of us are. None of us are. Church, we need to burn hot burn hot means we need to pray this is hard adult grown up stuff how does it happen well if we look back to what Jesus did he prayed he struggled with the part of his humanity that that had to go to the cross we struggle with the part of our humanity that's got to go to the cross God is good. And you know what he does? He takes that call to deny and follow with the gift of life in Christ Jesus. So he's offering us life today. Life, life more abundant. If you're here today and you've never surrendered to Jesus, today's your day. Today's your day. And if you're here and you surrender over and over and over and over again, it's okay. Today's your day. So with all eyes open, all heads up, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus this morning, I'd ask you just to stand up. Just stand up. Thank you. If you're here this morning and you feel like we need to do some more denying, we need to do some more following, we need to do some more, more of what Jesus tells us to. Those parts of our lives we're gonna we're gonna put on that cross. If you got some struggles, stand up. If there's parts of us that that are broken and we know they're broken, 
and you need more of Jesus, he says, surrender. Surrender. Give up all the rights. Give up all that we hold tight. Let it go. And give it to Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm all in. Chris, you're all in, right? We're all in, man. I hope you're all in. Because it's your best life now. It's not going to get any better. Okay? So this morning, we're going to pray. And if you need Jesus for the first time, you just ask him, Lord, save me. It's a done deal. And if you're in here and you're struggling and you need some, some truth to nail to that cross today, we're going to pray. And we're going to thank the Holy Spirit because that's what Jesus did. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning that you know every heart in the building, every heart, every soul watching by the internet. Lord, we, we thank you that you are sovereign, that you are merciful, that you are good. Lord, that your plans for us are good. Lord, you know the hearts in this place that need you. You know those souls that need to surrender to you. I thank you in advance, Father, for speaking to the, to the lost, the broken, the hurting. And Lord, we will rejoice for what you've done, for who you are, and what your plan is. Lord, you see every soul, every heart, every person standing today, Lord. And we acknowledge that we are we're flawed, we're broken. But we want to hear from you, Jesus. We want to follow your teachings, Lord, the best we know how. Help us. Not my will, but your will be done. Touch the lives who surrender today. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that years ago you gave me the opportunity to surrender all through your mercy and by your grace be God in this place show yourself strong and mighty for you are the one and true center of all you are our reality Lord and we take those challenges and we nail them figured it lead to that cross, Lord, and we thank you in advance that you will replace those places with the fruit of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We love you because you first loved us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we hope this podcast has blessed you. In case you didn't know, we are in the middle of renovating a brand new facility right here in Brunswick County, North Carolina. So listen, two things. Please take a moment and pray for us. Also, if you'd like to give to the ministry, sign on to the website at mycoastalchurch.com giving. Hey, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Grace and peace.